Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Running Things. My name's Riley. I'm your host, also the editor over at TempoJournal.com. Thanks so much for being with us here today, whether you're listening on the podcast or whether you're watching the show on YouTube. And uh, and thanks to everybody who got behind the episode last week with Sean Whip. I've uh, yeah had a lot of messages, a lot of emails, a lot of feedback on that episode. Um, I'm surprised there's that many athletics nerds out there just like Whippy, but uh, you love to see it. Um, also, the one kind of race I forgot to mention last week, which um, will be a kind of big topic on the show uh, next week, so the episode after this one, is uh, a local ultra race that I'm actually heading to at the start of December in southern New South Wales. Some of you would know of this. It's called the Coast to Cozzy. It's, uh, I could be butchering this, but it starts... Uh, in like a little coastal town in New South Wales, hence the coast in the name, uh, a little town called Eden and goes uh, up to the top of Mount Kosciuszko. If you're not familiar, Mount Kosciuszko is the tallest peak in Australia. Uh, it's a 240k ultra and I, uh, I'm going to shoot that and going to uh, create a story for Tempo on Michaela McDonald. So we'll have Michaela on the show next week to talk about her upcoming race and uh, yeah, kind of give us the lowdown on what a 240k ultra looks like. We've only got a couple of episodes left in the series, actually. We've got today's episode, we've got Michaela the week after, and then we've got a pretty special uh, Lonnie 10 and Lonnie half preview the week after that. So thanks for being here with us this season and and looking forward to a couple of big episodes to finish it off. Today, of course, I, I can't believe this is, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've had a guest from New Zealand on the show, which uh, I apologize to all our friends in New Zealand. At, yeah, uh, strange. Anyway, we are talking with Camille Buscombe. Camille, if you're not familiar, part of MTC, but obviously um, from New Zealand. She ran pretty amazing 5,000 and 10,000 meter times in Doha last year where she qualified for Tokyo 2020-2021. Uh, so we're going to be chatting to her a bit about that. And of course, being over in New Zealand, she's had a reasonably uninterrupted year. So um, it's going to be interesting to chat to somebody who's actually been pinning a number on for the last couple of months. So that's it for me in terms of wasting your time. Let's jump into this interview with Camille Buscombe. Guys, super exciting today. I think this is our first guest from New Zealand, which seems kind of <laughs> kind of crazy given our proximity and everything. I'm talking to 11-time national champion, New Zealand's finest, Camille Buscombe. Camille, how are you? Good, thank you. How's it going? Yeah, really well. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, talk us through what you're up to right now. I think you've just been on a training camp. Yeah. Um, so I've just been on a training camp down in the Hawke's Bay um, in Havelock North with two weeks. Uh, so I did the first week and then I came back home. I had a local race in my hometown and then went back down again um, for the rest of the week. So it was actually like a guy's training camp. The Well, mostly the training, I guess, the training hub for... Um, our distance guys, and I was able to kind of join in on that, which was yeah, real cool. Uh, let's let's talk about you know the last few months. We were sort of chatting briefly last week, and um, you know through you know mostly good management from the New Zealand government and the people of New Zealand, you've you've had a mm-hmm. I won't say uninterrupted because normally you'd be you know traveling the world mm-hmm. and you know, all that sort of stuff, but you've been able to train pretty consistently mm-hmm. and get a few races in as well. Um, yeah. How how has the year been for you? Yeah, so obviously it's been yeah, it's been a pretty different year to the original plan. So obviously the whole kind of year was mapped out and we had 
the goal, well, the goal. I was coming home for a month in March. My sister was getting married. And then I was flying to Flagstaff for a month, flying to Europe, flying to St. Moritz for the final preparation for a month. And then Japan, Tokyo, two weeks there, then race. Um, And so, yeah, that pretty much, when I got home, it was like the beginning of March and uh, I got in fine. COVID was just kind of kicking off. And then I was home for a whole week. And then people started asking, like, how long I'd been home for. And so I was like, oh, I mean, I've been home for a week. And so, I, silly example, I went to the dentist to book an appointment for the next week, went back the next week, and they said, oh, my gosh, you need to leave the premises. You've only just gone into the country. But I'd literally been the week before with no problem. I'd come, I was at the, the velodrome at a high-performance centre. I was getting tests done, like, because I hadn't been home for ages and then pretty much since then, everything just went crazy. Um, and so I stayed, obviously stayed home, cancelled flights, didn't travel, um, decided to stay home. My partner, we ended up flying him home, moved out of our apartment in Bath. And I thought, well, heck, we might as well stay here in New Zealand and base ourselves here um, as, well, I guess, until things calm down, thinking it would have calmed down by now, but it hasn't. <laughs> And so still here, eight months later, um, my one-month trip home was uh, quite extended. But it's um, we did our lockdown here for, it was about four to six weeks, I think. And then everything started opening up again. So, and that was really the main lockdown we ever had. So um, that period of time was, I mean, you couldn't really leave the house. But then since then... Um, we literally haven't even been in lockdown. The whole country's just kicking off and I can I can go anywhere, I can drive places, I can train with people, I can run with people, um, restaurants, cafes, bars, like literally you can go to a club. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> and it's like, I feel like this is crazy. Um, and yeah, so um, races, however, were sort of pushed back in New Zealand. We still weren't able to race. Um, and things were getting cancelled up until even September. Some races were getting cancelled, but then um, I'm trying to think November the 1st, around that date, that was probably my first race um, that really, that happened. And so, yeah, it's been, it's actually been kind of cool, but crazy, yeah. <laughs> how how did you feel, you know, going into lockdown? Because I, I remember when you guys did go into lockdown, I think it was it was definitely before us. And, um, yeah. You know, you, you're used to, I'm guessing you're used to running 150 Ks a week or whatever. Um, when you're kind of thrown into that situation, like what goes through your mind? Is it a bit of panic? Do you, do you just kind of roll with it? Like how do you feel about that sort of stuff emotionally when you're going through it? Yeah, so the funny thing that also was happening at that time was the Olympic Games were being like, were they still happening? Were they being postponed? And they hadn't yet been postponed. And so... I was thinking, okay, I still need to keep training hard. I've still got to um, basically try and keep everything. And I felt like I was actually running really well. I was in good shape and I like wanted to race. Like I was ready to race the Olympics like in a couple of months. And then um, we, they were pretty much when the Olympics were postponed officially, um, Nick called me and he just said, look, like do basically two, two sessions a week and just cut out all doubles um so I didn't actually take a break but I just went way back to like once a day training um and tried to tick over like the morning part of my I guess training week and so I was sort of running like 100 to 120 k's a week um but I was able to 
Yeah. And so, yeah, like mentally some days I felt pretty like, I don't know, I was actually running a lot with my dad and at the start he hadn't, he's, he's actually run, he's, he's actually not a runner, but he had been doing a bit of training the last few years and recently he hasn't. So he was quite unfit at the start and I almost would have rather run with him than run on my own because uh, it just like mentally and the, he was the only person I had around me to run. And so the start was sort of running like 520s, 515s. And, and like every now and again, I had to say to him, look, I've got to go on my own because like I'm actually getting really sore <laughs> legs, like around my knees and stuff. It's just the different, like I wasn't lifting my legs. So almost I think mentally it was like, I was obviously upset because I'm upset the Olympics aren't happening and I can't keep training really, really hard every day, but I need to keep ticking over, obviously. Um, and so... Some of the sessions I did, they were more like minute-based stuff. We couldn't obviously get to a track. It was just along a road. Um, and, I mean, some days I just – I feel we're pretty slow. Like, um, I remember the first the first 10K tempo I had um, after lockdown – in lockdown, like the first week of lockdown. The week before, I just had this amazing tempo. I felt amazing. I ran, like, low 320 pace it was like oh I'm going to the Olympics in a couple months and then literally a week later I could barely run sub four minutes for a k like I don't know what happened it was like and obviously it was mental because you can't deteriorate in a week so it was like I literally ran like a 37 minute or something tempo which I've never done it's like and or even slower and I just remember thinking like oh my gosh like I can't even run but I think that to me was like that's mental like, it was just like all these things up in the air. Um, and so from then on, I was like, okay, just just keep ticking over. And some weeks were better than others. And I basically, I just tried to get it done. Do my warm-up, do the session, do the warm-down, head home. Don't think about the pace. Don't just do it. Um, and, then, and then that sort of kind of got me through. Um, and I really tried to do a two-hour run on a Sunday. That was kind of my one thing I like – force myself out the door because I was like look if I can just keep the structure even if it's not perfect it's kind of the pieces are there um yeah but definitely a little bit of an emotional roller coaster I guess like yeah I mean for everyone like everyone's probably just like what the heck is going on like <laughs> I mean silver silver linings are you know as you said sort of normally you'd be out you know Flagstaff or, or uh, mm-hmm. Bath where you guys are based or, or wherever around the world but getting to run with your dad and, you know, spending (laughs) kind of extended periods back home. Like Mm -hmm. that must have been pretty nice as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, I also got mum out on the bike. She was biking with me like all the time. She said she's never been so fit. She she was (laughs) biking at my pace. She's like, man, I've been, she was, she was biking like 30K, like almost 30K, like 28, 28Ks on a Sunday. Like she's like, man, I'm really fit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) And then um, when Cam got back and he got out of quarantine, then he started doing runs with me and he started running, he's a 400 hurdler and he started, he got up to like an hour run, like a couple times a week. Like it was, I was awesome. Like we were like, we were like, <laughs> it was so good. Like, um, yeah, just kind of like appreciating, like you said, the differences and the little things um, that I've actually not really spent that much time at home with my family for quite a few years. So there's actually been a lot of quality bonding that's kind of like it's actually been really special um kind of connecting Mm. back to like New Zealand Cambridge my hometown um it's almost felt um actually quite I know it's been quite nice it's almost like I feel I've really 
gained something this year um, in terms of support. Like, emo- I don't know, I guess like emotionally or um, I don't know. It's it's been quite a it's been quite a nice. I don't know. Everyone's also been really nice and caring and understanding. Not like yeah, it's been yeah, it's been quite a cool. Um, yeah, I guess I've been lucky as well with that. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I um I don't know, like I, I feel the same, like, you know, this kind of things have slowed down a little bit and people are mm-hmm. generally nicer, you know, whether you're out at the shops or whatever. And it's like, I hope that eventually when things go back to normal, we keep some of that stuff. We keep mm-hmm. the slightly slower pace and the, you know, the yeah. pleasantries when you're out and you see people like, hopefully we can hang on to that stuff, you know? I know. I know. And like, <laughs> this sounds stupid, but like the hygiene kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it. I'm like, oh my God, people are like washing their hands. Like, how good? Like, <laughs> why yeah, are you not already it. doing that? <laughs> but <Yeah>. like, <laughs> but like, keep it up. <laughs> like, um, th- one of the things, like, one of the things that I find interesting is normally throughout the course of a year, you know, you'll you'll do indoors and maybe you'll have like, you know, national champs or whatever. And then it's like, you kind of, you've got mini camps and then race blocks throughout the season. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. This year, you know, kind of that uninterrupted training for the last, I don't know, three, four, five, six months. Like, yeah, has that, has that been, because I know certainly for a lot of amateur runners, they're like, it's great because I'm not having to taper, race, recover, mm-hmm. start again. Mm-hmm. You know, has, has that been, do you think that's good for your body? Or I mean, we're seeing a lot of people run, like Bauman are running a lot of like PRs in time trials and stuff mm-hmm. like that because they've got obviously more time to to work on fitness and whatever else. Are you finding that's been better for your body or do you miss that kind of, you know, taper, race, recover, all that sort of stuff? Um, I guess that's kind of an interesting one because I have done a few races lately and then I did um, the – like so and I've I know the times don't seem very fast but the courses I've done are really slow and in comparison a few years ago I'm running a lot faster now than I was so Mm. I'm feeling a lot like I'm actually running really well but because there's not a lot of uh markers you can think you're not going that well but I really think that I've like you said I've actually had a like a lot of uninterrupted training I haven't been flying in different places I haven't spent lots of time with like jet lag tiredness um there's been just a lot of simple structure and I think I don't know like I feel I don't feel like as tired um and I don't know I just kind of think that it all like it all accumulates and it all adds up so that I've got like this kind of energy behind me for when things kind of kick off again um that I just I quite like routine I quite like um simple kind of living and so I mean within reason obviously like I do like like actually yeah because it gets boring and um and sometimes you want a goal or a race to kind of get you out the door um but I think I don't know like I do feel like I am actually going really well even though yeah even though there hasn't been a huge amount of markers but I've actually like I've been ticking over training like this whole time, I haven't had a break. I got sick once in July and I've had, like, I think it took five days off because I was sick. But literally every other time I've been able to run. Um, so it's kind of, but I feel like, yeah, I haven't also been running really, really, really hard on easy days. Like I've really, like, tried to meet up with other people on those days, tried to, like, run solo, run with family, run with friends, um, other people, just to keep it interesting. Um, and then really push those track sessions and, team like, get a good tempo in and like 
try and met like somewhat of a good long run. So keeping that kind of structure, but every week I've been able to do it. So I think, I do think it's going to pay dividends, um, hopefully. <laughs> but um, I also just thought, look, if I can just get through this year, um, kind of managing everything like mentally as well, well, then I'm in a good position next year. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I think it's almost been quite nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you kind of mentioned um, been racing a bit recently and, and running pretty well. Auckland half, um, what, two, maybe three weeks ago now, mm -hmm. start of November. Um, yeah. Half marathon, half marathon PR of 73, sort of mid, um, not, not, not a typically fast course. I don't think you've really raced a fast course. In, in, I've in never raced a, a fast course before. Yeah. So I've yeah. paced, um, I've paced two halves, oh, a few halves in Japan and I've run through a half in one eleven seventeen. I think. Um, that was completely flat though, but I definitely feel that I'm significantly running better than I was then. But then it's just, it's just, I've never raced a good half. Like they're so, the ones I've done are always hilly and it always sees like 200 meters or 300 meters long. And so it's like, I literally felt like I got to the half marathon mark and I was nowhere near the finish line. Um, and it just always seems to happen like... When any like I don't know New Zealand road running races are typically slow and hilly and just windy and weird times for some reason I don't know why. Um, so yeah, it's kind of annoying um, because people think, oh my gosh, she's going really really badly. Um, but it's like <laughs> no, I'm actually going good. You should literally have run one eighteen on this course. Like I think I ran one seventeen or something. And then ran two, uh, and then ran Zatapik a month later and ran 32.30. And I've run four minutes. So, I, like, so I'm like, I'm not going bad, but it seems like I'm going really bad. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sp speaking like, of yeah. it, we'll, 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 talk about, uh, we'll talk about the Olympics and track racing shortly. But, you know, you, you just said it. You've, um, you've run a few kind of not easy courses for the half. You've, you've done a lot of pacing um, in Japan and stuff like that. Is that... You know, what What role does that longer distance road running sort of play in the next few years of, of your career? Is that something that you're wanting to do a bit more of or you're really just doing because it helps you kind of endurance for the 10,000 meters? Like, how do you sort of see that evolving? Yeah, so for me, um, I actually find that stuff pretty hard, um, especially if the course is hard. Um, I feel I run a lot better on a track um, and... Uh, I just feel the track somehow suits my style a lot better. Um, and so I kind of struggle a little bit on the roads, but I feel mentally it's really good because suddenly you get to 10K and you it's literally only half of way, like of a, of a half marathon. And so <laughs> you do a half and then suddenly 10K feels really easy because it seems so short. And so I almost think I, especially because of the way, because the Olympics are being pushed back a year, I don't think I'll do like, oh, like really focus on the longer stuff between now and next year and then the next year in Paris. I don't know because it's only really will be three years. So, but I do want to kind of head into that marathon scene, but I don't, I don't know now if there'll be a time before Paris because, um, but I was keen to look into it if Tokyo had been this year. And then I feel like four years, I feel like next year I could have kind of done one or mm. looked into kind of the option, but because, now there's only going to be three years. I don't really want a whole year, not wasted, but like um, it, I just think with the timing. So, so yeah, it's kind of like I think I'll do like I'd be keen to do a half or like a fast half 
and try and see where I'm at with that and um and use it like I said more like training um and but then look I think probably at that kind of longer properly training for a half properly training for a marathon will probably be after Paris I think now which um just like I said because of the timing um Mm. yeah and like a boot yeah but I do like the road stuff but I do feel better on the track and I think um but maybe one day when I run a good road race I'll (laughs) I'll be like no I'm going on the road (laughs) change your mind (laughs) yeah yeah I I just haven't really done that Yeah, I mean, I mean, speaking speaking of you know, kind of not the, the marathon experiment, but longer road races. Obviously, um, part of MTC, and and there's a it's a pretty special kind of marathon group forming, and and um, yeah. with Sinead and and Ali and so forth. So, I'm sure if that kind of ever does take your fancy, and it is something you want to, because it is kind of like it's almost the 12 month experiment to find out yeah. if you're good at it, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's there's mm-hmm. just so much knowledge that I guess would get passed on via via those women and via Nick mm-hmm. yeah I'm I'm definitely um it's definitely cool and because I feel like I know quite a lot of people that do the marathon and so I always I actually ask a lot of people a lot of questions because I'm quite curious to um and a lot of people think oh you're gonna love it you're gonna love these long tempos and um it's it's actually, yeah, I don't think I'm going to love it as much as they think I'm going to love it. Um, <laughs> like Ellie keeps being like, oh, you're going to, this is going to be so great. You can just do all these like four by 5K. And I'm like, I don't think I could do two by 5K. I'm like, <laughs> I actually get tired. Like it's not, I don't know. Like, so I'm, I am really excited, but I kind of think sometimes like they probably have more confidence in me about that which is cool but I, I mean I would really like to do like a block of, I definitely would link up with them do blocks of training with them um before it you know um I definitely think it's going to be probably really 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 hard um mm. yeah I yeah um it's yeah I think I can I, the pace I'm not worried about but the fatigue I'm like yeah like I think I could run to 30k 35k and then but it's like that's that's like the start of the race, you know, like yeah. the race yeah. you've kind of like, if you can get there, then it's like, okay, cool. Now the race is going to start. And you're like, but I'm like, I'm already falling apart, you know? So you've got to get, and so I feel like I understand it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm just, it's, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty shit. <laughs> like really, really, really hard actually. But I'm also excited because I know the girls that do it and they're so good at it. It excites me to like be a part of it. And mm. that's, I guess, why I really liked pacing because I feel like I'm in round them. Um, but then I am excited to do a proper prep. Like I, ob- like I obviously am. I'm really excited. I like running. I like mileage. Um, uh, yeah. So that was, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> do you, we'll uh, I mean, everyone, everyone has like their different preferences. Do you have a favorite type of session? Like, you know, some people love the long run. Some people like Ali probably loves the the long threshold, like, Mm-hmm. What's generally your favorite day of the week? Um, I probably like track the best, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I'd say track sessions, um, yeah, probably my favorite session of the week. I just really like the um I like the I like our sessions, like I really like Nick's sessions. They always change in distance, change in pace. I like the concept of changing pace, um, and kind of hitting times. Um uh, like it's kind of confusing sometimes you're just like all these numbers like running around in your head um but it's kind of exciting and then you kind of just relax 
and then and then you kind of just I don't know like I feel like really in the moment more when I do a track session than I when I do other things um mm. and I do think I yeah it's definitely the best feeling particularly with others like I'm not I don't mind doing a track session on my own I've done a lot of them um but lately especially <laughs> the last few months I've actually had guys to do them with and I've really liked it like um I've been linking up with a couple of um guys and we take turns at leading and um it's pretty cool like it's sometimes you think hey how can I like go faster and then it's like right you lead this one I'll lead the next one and then you realize like you can actually do it and so I like that and the change and just and then like a little rest and you like I don't know like I quite like the um yeah definitely my favorite yeah speaking of the track um oh let's let's talk a little bit about Doha last year and kind of what that has set up for you like a pretty incredible world champs for you, um, like PR'd in both the 5,000 metres and the 10,000 metres, qualified for Tokyo in both. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like that must be um, part of the frustration is like, okay, great, qualified in the 5 and the 10. And then so far this year, it's like, okay, cool. Uh, I'd really yeah. like to race a 5 or a 10 and, you know, spend some more time doing that. Um, yeah, what? Like, how does that feel, I guess, like, you know, you've, you've got those times in the bank, you know you're going to Tokyo, but it's like, geez, I just want to race some fives and some tens. Yeah, yeah. No, Doha was really cool. <laughs> um, I feel like I've just had so many years where I like nothing clicks. Like it's like it's close, but then it doesn't quite click. Or I feel often I'll be too tired or um, mm. just like even mentally, like I put too much pressure on myself too early in the season um, or – um, I don't know, like, I feel like there's always been lots of pieces that I've, like, got, but then I've never put it together to, like, mean anything in, a, like, a useful race. Uh, or I've got sick a lot where it matters, things like that. And so hmm. I guess I was just excited to run what I felt like was a solid effort with a solid performance that actually is like, okay, cool, finally, like, I'm actually, like, I, I sort of achieved what I felt like I could achieve uh, when it mattered. And, I mean, that's obviously always the battle, right, trying to do what you think you can when you need to. But it was like I'd had a really terrible 2017 World Champs, really terrible 2018 Com Games. Um, and I was like, I'm actually just not going to run shit today. Like, I just can't. <laughs> like, I just – I'm just, like, I'm sick and tired of, like, sucking at these champs. I'm just sick of it. Like – I'm just over it. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm just going to run well. Like, I have no choice. Um, But it didn't feel like a negative pressure. It was like, I was just like, hey, come on, come on, come on. Like, I just want to go and run now. Like, like I just finally want to be able to, like, actually go out here and run. Um, And, like, I really enjoyed being there. I enjoyed the track, the people, the race. Um, it, It just had, like, a really, a lot of good, positive uh, aspects and I didn't feel like stressed I wasn't that nervous um, it was kind of just like it felt like a normal day turned up spikes on uniform on did my warm up walk over to the start stand on the start line the gun goes you start running and then like you kind of work into the race and then suddenly you're like I don't know it kind of all flashes by almost um, it was just it just felt like really nice like I, I don't really know how I started explaining it and then the same with the next day it was like okay cool like I get to run again um, and then same thing. And then I was like, 
Um, I remember getting, I think, to the last lap, and I was quite far back. Um, well, I don't really know where I was ranked. Um, but then I just was like, I could see Dom actually in front of me. She was quite quite far ahead. But like, something inside me was just like, just go past her and then you'll just qualify for the final. And I was like, okay, cool, sweet. I'll just do that. And I just did. <laughs> like, I just took off and just passed her and finished. And I was like, oh, oh, my God, I did it. Like, I just got fifth in the heat. Like, I know that doesn't sound that amazing to other people, but I came in, like, on a ranking. I was ranked last um, in the race, well, in the whole field. And to then get fifth, I ran, like, a, I don't know, eight, 16, six, whatever. I ran 15.02. So I did a big PB. Um... And then got into the final and auto spot, same thing. It was like, oh, cool, I get to run again. And then the same thing, like I was kind of annoyed at my final a little bit. Um, I kind of was behind these girls that then dropped off the one of the packs and then I had to go around them and then I was trying to catch those girls the mm. whole time and ended up solo running for about five, the last five or so laps. Um, but then I was also like, no, I still, I ran another PB, I ran under 15 um, and I ran solid and then I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I definitely want to do another race now. Like I, <laughs> I know, like I know now, like I like had like the feeling of how to run properly. And then um, I was like, okay, cool, this is awesome. Now let's just like have to recover because I know it will have taken a lot out of me. Um, and so yeah, like you said, I was like really excited to start racing properly again. Um, yeah, and then. Um, obviously things have been a bit different this year, but, um, I've got a 5k on the 18th of December, um, here in New Zealand. So yeah. So I'm like excited to finally do a 5k again. It's been like how long, uh, over a year. So we cool. Yeah. Does that, does that, um, the confidence you get from, as you say, like putting it together when it really matters, like on the world stage, like, because it. It's hard, right? You can be incredibly fit and you can be a really smart tactical racer, but mm -hmm. it doesn't always come together on the day. And, yeah. you know, the added pressure of a world champs, um, mm -hmm. that confidence of, you know, PRing twice in the in the 5K in Doha and then obviously the 10,000 as well, that confidence must sort of carry through to, to 2020 and, and, and into 2021 as well. You know now that you belong and you can perform on the world stage. Um, yeah, I just... I just feel like um, it's given me more confidence in myself um, and I guess um, in kind of in the concept of like, oh, this is kind of what works for me. Um, whereas I guess in the past, I'm always looking at other girls and kind of seeing what they do, see what they do, see what they do for this, this, mm. this. Um, whereas with before Doha, I was like, well, actually in the last, like probably the last two years before Doha, I was actually thinking, actually what works for me, like, oh, I need to sleep. Like, that's my thing. Like, I need about 10 hours sleep. I don't know. Um, I need, I can't be too serious. I need to see my friends. I need to, um, it's just like, I can't be strict on my diet. I have to just be completely, nothing can really change for me. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I've tried the change thing and it doesn't work. Like, even with pre-camp, um, before Doha, I just lived every day like it was just a normal day rather than, oh my gosh, this is pre-camp. You've got to like, cut things back and all that eat chocolate you're not allowed to drink beer like you can't have chips like I just was <laughs> like just live every day like it's doing just a normal day and then I it just felt like I had just seemed like normal and so then when I got to the games it felt normal and then I raced it just felt normal and 
it kind of that for me what works for me whereas I know other people they go oh I haven't done something something for months and that's going to make me run good um and I've tried that and it doesn't make me run good I run terrible um <laughs> I feel really unhappy and miserable and like I'm missing out whereas if I can do like a little bit of normal life a little bit not like ridiculous but just kind of normal and then obviously training looking like resting recovering things like that it it just feels like I'm a much happier person and um then I seem to be able to run better I don't know that's kind of what works for me so I was like well I'm going to try that because it can't be worse than I've done before um and then I like ran much better and I was like oh my god this is way better like I can just be happy normal like and run better I was like well this is significantly better than being like strict and like miserable and like oh I don't know it's just so tiring and um yeah there's probably good lessons in that for for everybody too right like (laughs) you know like sometimes just (laughs) just being like being happy and not like depriving yourself of things or whatever can probably lead you to actually perform better too yeah well yeah like I didn't feel like I was putting strictness or like things on things that was just going to make me normal like happy in normal way it kind of gives me more energy in life or more energy in training or more energy in a race because I haven't been like strict all the time leading up to it like I've almost got this like built up um kind of like reserves or something in me whereas um and just like like I said just being like kind of happy or like um like we really enjoyed our training camp in St. Moritz like um it was just fun it was a nice experience it was hard but like we'd like it was just like normal as well like it was like I don't know rather than like oh my gosh like who ran the fastest on this easy run you know it was like it wasn't like it was just like it was just like fun and normal and obviously some of the sessions were good some of the sessions were terrible one of my last sessions before Doha I couldn't it was really bad but I was like oh it'll be fine like (laughs) I'll survive at least I'm not going to be at 1800 meters or whatever when I race you know it's just because you know what you've done beforehand it's not one session or one day or one this it's like the combination of everything you've done and so it's about just I don't know being like normal and then you have a good day you have a bad day whatever it doesn't matter it's just about every day in a whole year or two years being like consistent or like um you know like moving in the right direction rather than oh my gosh I had this one amazing workout I'm gonna like rock be run it's like well no you're not you just had one good day you know it's like we had one bad day it's not like oh my gosh now you're gonna be the worst runner in the world it's like you just literally had one bad day like seriously like it's fine like it's not yeah. it doesn't even matter like it just do your thing go do your other run or whatever you do wake up the next day do your next run it's just like it's just a training session you know like um yeah so I think just like I guess it's almost like a mental shift as well um in the last ever since sort of com games where I felt like so strict and so hard on myself and so like much pressure to do well and then I just didn't and I was like, this is just, this sucks. Like, I can't live like this. So miserable. And I can't try any harder. I can't train any harder. I can't be any stricter. I can't say no to more things. So I was like, right, I'm over this. Like, I just need to be, like, happy, say yes to some things, be, like, around people, you know. Um, and then subsequently I seemed to start running better. Like, without even, that wasn't, I mean, that was the goal, obviously, but there was also just, like a side that just sort of happened and I was like oh my gosh this is so much better like <laughs> like wow. oh my gosh like yeah so I don't know it just seems so yeah I am excited like I'm excited to race because I'm like oh I feel like 
it's going to be better. Or at least it's more, it's just more enjoyable, like life, I don't know, rather than the whole, like, I don't know. There's often when you're a distance runner, people think, oh, you've got to be so strict or so such and such. And it's like, well, why? Like, can't you just be like a normal person? Like, can't you be like, why can't you be happy too? Like other people, I don't know. I mean, not saying distance runners aren't happy. They are. But there's obviously, <laughs> there's, there's like idea that people go like extreme and you're like, just chill out. Like, yeah. And no, I guess being around good, people, yeah. It is a good message say, for people yeah. though, because like, you know, I think a lot of people, and for amateurs as well who are trying to improve, yeah. like a lot of the time they think, okay, the answer is, you know, cutting back on more stuff, being more strict, you know. Yeah. And like some of that stuff will help you to a point, but if it's making you miserable and it's like yeah. putting all this negative energy on you, it's not going to be helpful, you know. So I think it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's really good to hear you say that. Um, Camille, talk to me more about the Night of Fives. I know it's coming up. I think it's the 18th of December, so it should be a good yeah. uh bit of a Christmas vibe there. I yeah. I must admit, I don't know heaps about it, but I'm starting to That's hear fine. more and more about it recently. Talk me through it. Yeah, so um, so I've done it a few times actually. It's a really fun night. Um, the last time I did it a couple of years ago, they like um, have this like type of, I guess, uh, what's it called? Um, anyway, don't know. They have like uh, an, arch, an archway. The, yeah, over, over the track. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of like um, scaffolding type anyway. And people can kind of stand on it and cheer. And then there's like beer and people can drink and like cheer. And you can go into like some of the lane. I don't know if you're into like lane th- four or, you know, like people on the sidelines can come in. And um, it's just a really cool vibe. Um, there's just a lot of nice energy around um, around it. And so the I've always run pretty well there. Um, and... The so I've decided this year to enter in the men's B race. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that. Um, so the, yeah, the A race is going to be pretty good. Like, I think pretty much all the guys in New Zealand are racing, like, um, which is pretty cool. So I'm excited to kind of be there and like kind of be around. Also, the guys on the training camp that I've been in the Hawks Bay with are racing there, so it's like it's kind of cool. Plus, some of the guys are doing the race I'm doing that were in Hawks Bay, so it's like um it'll just be like cool energy um and I've never really raced in a I guess I've raced I've raced in a mixed race before but not really yeah I guess so just to kind of see where I'm at um obviously it's like there's literally like no pressure or whatever but just (laughs) kind of I want to run a 5k like obviously I really do not like hilly road races that are super (laughs) hot um, which have been the last three I've done. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, like I want to run on the track, on a flat course, you know, um, in the evening where it's not like really hot and sunny and windy. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. And then it's like Christmas, so you can kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, cool, I've raced. Now I can kind of chill, just tick over Christmas. And then, you know, um, yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to race and just like, yeah, I don't know. It'll be fun. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, what is what does the rest of summer look like for you? Because I, you know, in some previous years we would have seen you out here. You know, maybe at falls yeah, for sure. and then um, yeah, for sure. Zadapek is end of Jan. But obviously, you know, it's it's a different world right now. Um, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your plans for the rest of summer? Yeah. So for me, I'm trying to just not be in quarantine. That's my goal: was to not spend two weeks <laughs> in a hotel room. Um, and so if the bubble opens up between New Zealand and Australia, 
Um, then I would look at going to Australia, but however, at the moment it's a funnel. So it's like, you can go from New Zealand to Australia, but you can't come home. Um, yeah. So I think I'm looking to stay here unless it was like, I could come home without quarantining, Mm. um, and then kind of leave at some stage at the end of the season, either with the guys or go to Oz and stay there until Japan or, um, that's kind of how I'm thinking. Um, obviously like need to talk to Nick, need to talk to the others, um, because it's hard to plan now because things are changing like every, you know, few weeks and stuff. So things like you push back, you get back in lockdown or I don't know, you start opening up. So I also, it's nice and we get summer here. I'm really keen to do a full summer. Um, there's like, obviously there are races. So I'm, I'm pretty keen to do some, um, there's like the national, uh, national mile champs in January. Um, and I actually got close to the New Zealand record in the Steigen attempt, um it's 430 and I did 432 but it'll be probably more solo um but yeah would be really cool don't have a national record so maybe maybe that would be something that could happen in January but we'll see um but yeah pretty keen to race there and then there's another 5k in February um which I'm pretty keen to have a real good crack at and then nationals March and then that's probably it um, and then some form of training camp somewhere, don't know where, <laughs> leading into Tokyo, yeah, with the others, hopefully, yeah. Um, and speaking of Tokyo, um, as I say, qualified for both the five and the ten. Yes. How do you plan to play that? I think I think it might be somewhat achievable. I, I've looked at some scheduling last week. It yeah. looks like it could be doable to have a crack at both. Is that your plan or mm. would you kind of focus in on one? Um, yeah, so I probably would do both. That's my thinking. The, I, I like the 5K more, um, but I also, like, I feel like I, yeah, it's, who knows? Um, but the 5K is first this time, so it would be heat final of the 5K and then the 10K. Um, and I think because I really like the 5K, I'd rather do the 5K and then um, I think there's a, there is enough, like there, it's doable. Like you'll be tired at the end of yeah. it. Like after the 10K, <laughs> I'll be tired, you know, for sure. Um, but I don't think I would, I don't really feel like, especially like in Doha, I felt every race, it almost got me fitter for the next race. Like I felt, felt more like relaxed. I felt more in control and like, um, I wouldn't want to then also just do the 10K and then just like wait until the 10K, you know, like, mm. I don't know. I just think I would kind of, or if I did, or if I was significantly better at one, but I feel like I don't really know. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I'm going to win one and come something to something. It's like, I don't, they're all really hard races. The competition's massive, you know, so um, in both events. So I think um, I probably will try both. Um Especially because, like, we obviously haven't been able to race much this year. I'm pretty keen to kind of give any races that I can a fair go. I also don't know how the heat's going to play a part. Like, maybe mm. it's going to be harder to run a 10K in the heat, but maybe not. In the, I just don't really know. So I don't want to just put all my eggs in one basket at this stage anyway. Um, make a call. Well, you know, some days, some days are hotter than others. Even in Doha, it was like that um, outside with the marathon. Um, so what if, like the 5k is cooler or the 5k is hotter than the 10 you know and you just so I don't know um yeah I'm kind of I just like kind of just want to race like I love racing so <laughs> I'm kind of just gonna do I'm just gonna do the three races because also when do you get a chance to be like in good shape 
with good competition on a good track really you know and, and, and I kind of want to hopefully would run some pbs you know in the five and the ten so it's like you don't get many chances so I'm probably just gonna um try and run you know hopefully it will be a pb in all the races I don't know like <laughs> we'll see yeah. yeah um hey last question for me talk us through you know, summer, summer in, in New Zealand, if it's anything like what it is here, it's, um, you know, it's the reason why we put up with pretty crappy winters because the summer is so good. Um, what is your, what does your downtime look like? What are you doing when you're not running? How, how do you relax? How do you enjoy your kind of off time away from running? Um, I mean, in summer, I guess it's like a lot nicer because you can just be like hanging out with friends. There's always barbecues, especially around Christmas. There's like family gatherings, there's barbecues, there's like People go to the beach, you know, like we'll catch up with some of my friends maybe for a day or two, some of Cam's friends. Um, just, yeah, spending time with people and then also just like at the beach a little bit um, and then probably just like lying in the sun for a little bit. I don't know. I quite like doing that. <laughs> yeah, just got to get, you know, might get tan. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but um, – <laughs> no but like kind of just chilling I don't know it seems really nice like I obviously I love summer I love the energy everyone's happier um yeah probably it's more for me I guess having it's not like it's it's having fun as well as training and then within reason making sure I'm still having enough downtime um but then downtime can be like physical and mental so spending time with like people like who like really like hanging out with is also kind of quite relaxing um Mm. So just a bit of a combination and also obviously, um, but obviously in the back of my mind, not getting too tired and stuff because I know like obviously the upcoming year ahead's going to, yeah, it's going to be kind of full on. So it's just like, it's just always that balance. I feel like even any time of year, the balance like fun versus rest versus training hard versus, yeah, it's just like this, it's always a juggling act and I'm always like, yeah. I'm always just like, hey, how do I perfect it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, Camille, good luck for the night of fives. I hope, I hope the bubble opens up because it would be great to, uh, to to see you over in Oz at some point. But um, yeah, good luck with everything, and thanks so much for jumping on the show today. For sure, thank you so much for having me. It has been really cool. That was a really great conversation from my perspective. I hope you guys got something out of it. I think like. The interesting takeaways was, was, you know, there was a couple of them. One was about like performing when it matters. And, you know, if you're an amateur runner, you know, it's not about world champs, but when it matters might be like, you could be someone who trains really well, but just sometimes has shocking races and you let the nerves or the pressure get to you. It was interesting hearing her say like, you know, she, she just made the decision and it wasn't a negative pressure. It wasn't like, oh, you can't run badly today. It was like, I'm not going to run badly. I'm going to run a great race. You know, I'm going to have the time of my life. And, you know, sure enough, she did it. Um, the other interesting thing was, was again, like a good lesson for amateurs was um, talking about not being so, you know, not tightening up around around that kind of tapering into a race, not cutting everything out, not being super strict, blah, 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 because that's not working for you. If you're training really well, just living the way you're living, maybe, you know, the idea of carrying that into the race isn't the worst idea either. So it was interesting to hear her talk about like when she stopped being so strict and stopped cutting everything back and stopped, you know, being super serious, she was happier, she was enjoying herself a bit more and, you know, she was obviously racing better as well. So I thought that was pretty interesting. 
We will drop some links in the show notes to Camille's 5 and 10 in Doha, which were great. Um, Also, a couple of other things we'll link in there as well. So go and check those out. Thanks for being with us here today, guys. As I said, at the start of the show, we've got another pretty sick episode lined up for you guys next week, talking all things 240K Ultras. Until then, thanks for being here and uh, keep your easy days easy. Easy.